This conference will now be recorded. Praise God. So happy to have you on today to, to, to receive from the living word of the Most High God. Hallelujah. God is awesome. And we've been ministering from this series that is entitled Your Expectation is Your Destination. Praise God. And we're continuing with that study. Glory be to God. And for this, we're going to go to uh, Psalm 63, and we're going to go to 1 Samuel 23. We're not going to repeat all the other prior, the, the, the prior uh, messages. Um, we've, we've been, we've been there. We've been, we've been through that and we're not going to re rehash that. We know, we recognize that, that very, the fundamental, foundational and fundamental principle that your expectation is your destination. That is a foundational principle, one that we've been just hammering in. Whatever it is that you're expecting, that is going to be your living experience. Your expectation is your destination. Your expectation shall not be cut off. You are going to reach your expectation. And for that, I wanted to provide um, an example from the word of God. And we will start with Psalm 63 and then look at 1 Samuel 23 to get added clarification. Following which we will, I'll give additional guidance on how to how to implement these principles that we're ministering. Hallelujah. So let us just go to Psalm 63, and we're going to uh, read the entire psalm. And it says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou has been my help. Hallelujah. Thou has been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul follows hard after thee. Thy right hand upholds me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Hallelujah. Father God, we bless your mighty name. And we come into your presence. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And because of Jesus, the veil of separation has been torn into. So we are not separated from you, but we are, hallelujah, now invited to enter boldly before your throne of grace. Hallelujah. To find mercy and grace to help in a time of need. 
We come boldly before your throne, Lord God, and we thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence. For in your presence, there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I thank you, Lord God. I pray over this teaching, Lord God, that the spirit of the living God would minister mightily to each hearer in Jesus' matchless name. Amen, amen, and amen. You see, we've been talking about your your expectation and your hope and how it will not be cut off. And we were explaining how it is that you 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 form these expectations. You form your expectations on the basis of what you think. And we explained how it's very important to 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 ensure that your expectations are in line with God's expectations. And for that, we went to Joshua 1.8 and we talked about meditating day and night in the word of God on the bookends of your day. And I want to provide this as an example, because when we look at Psalm 63, you know, we go through life there. Someone said earlier before we started to record that, you know, people have challenges in life. We're, we're, We're faced with different types of circumstances, situations, things that that really want to just knock the wind out of you sometimes, you know what I mean? And yet it is possible, even in the midst of what looks like it's just so overwhelming. It you know, even in the midst of that, look, we serve a God who will always cause you to triumph. He will take you through, bring you through, have you on top, keep you on top, and you're in a position to trample the enemy under your feet. Sometimes we don't even are, we're not even aware that positionally we are the ones who are in control of this thing in, in the sense that the enemy is, has been rendered subject to us through the name of Jesus. We have to appreciate this and have our expectations set accordingly. Otherwise, we'll just sit back and take whatever missiles the enemy is throwing. No, we have the ability to quench every fiery missile of the enemy and place him under our feet. He has been rendered subject unto us through the name of Jesus. Now, I'm looking at an Old Testament figure, the Old Testament figure, David. So he, what we're seeing is that which occurred even before the coming of Jesus Christ. So how much more benefit do we have because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Glory to God. But see here in Psalm 63, it says, it starts out with this introductory statement saying that this is a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. And I just want you to understand, look at, look with me at 1 Samuel chapter 23. There is a time when David was in the wilderness in Judah where Saul was after him. Saul wanted to take his life. He had so much against him. It says in 1 Samuel 23, in verse 13, it says that David and his men, which were about 600, they arose and departed out of Keilah. My goodness. And they went whithersoever they could go. And it was told Saul that David was escaped from Keilah and he forbore to go forth. And it says, verse 14, and David abode in the wilderness in strongholds and remained in a mountain in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day. Saul was after him. 
every day. Have you ever had faced a problem that just seemed to be incessant? It's like every day, just coming after you, coming after you every day. I, I mean, I don't know if you, if, if this is ministering to anyone, if you've had any issues, any challenges that just seem to be so persistent. Saul sought him every day, but the, the Bible says, but God delivered him not into his hand. He did not deliver David into the hand of Saul. Praise God. And the Bible says that David was in the, a mountain in the wilderness of Zip, this place called Zip. Now, to the natural mind, to people looking on, it looked like David himself was just in a horrible way. He had about 600 men with him. He was only doing what was right. And yet Saul was after him. I mean, the, the enemy was approaching every day. But he was in this place called Ziph. And the word Ziph means anointing. It means a thick ointment or anointing. So I want, I, why am I saying this? Because we have to appreciate, it, it, especially when we're thinking about setting expectations, things are not always as they appear. What looks like it is just hopeless. What looks like an inescapable result is not necessarily the way it is. Yeah, he's in caves. Yes, he's in the wilderness, but he's in zip. He's in a place where the anointing is flowing. And God had, God had David. You understand what I'm saying? And the Bible said, God delivered him not into Saul's hand, even though it looked like Saul had the upper hand. It, hallelujah. Are you understanding this? Things are not always as they appear. He was in this place called Zip. It says, and look at 1 Samuel 23, 15. It says, and David saw that Saul was come out to seek his life. And David was in the wilderness of Zip in a wood. He's in the woods hiding in caves, but he's in the wilderness of Zip. It was a place where the anointing was flowing. Things are not always as they appear. What is so essential for us as believers is to ensure that we are making vital living contact with God, especially and even in the most difficult of circumstances. You, if somebody is after your life, that, I mean, that's not a good place to be. And not just somebody, we're talking about the king who had everything at his disposal. There are times in life, beloved, where it looks like so much is just, you know, coming at you. And it look, looks as if a particular result is inevitable. But things are not always what they look like. So you cannot be influenced by what things look like. What is essential? How, how do you keep it together? What do you do? How do you stand fast? You know, because, see, your expectation provides a platform for the miraculous. 
that expectation is that around which you wrap your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Expectation and hope are synonymous. They're synonyms. And faith is the sub is the substance, gives substance to the things that you hope for. So you wrap your faith around that hope, that expectation. And that expectation forms the platform for the miraculous. So you, you have to ensure that your expectation aligns with God, with God. So you, it's not just like a, a, a wish and a prayer. No, we're talking about that which, which you believe that you've been shown Hallelujah, by the spirit of almighty God. And David saw something. It says here, he was in the wilderness, in the woods, hiding in caves, but he saw something. And I showed it to you. He wrote it down. I'm grateful to God. The Holy Spirit enabled him to pen it in the wilderness. It says, I just read it to you here, 1 Samuel 23, how he was he remained in a mountain in the wilderness of Ziph. I showed you that first Samuel 23, 14 and first Samuel 23, 15. It says David was in the wilderness of Ziph in the woods in the mountains and in the woods in the wilderness. And it tells us here in Psalm 63, this is what he wrote when he was in the wilderness of Judah. And what he, what he did was he meditated on God. He took time. He knew it was essential for his success that he started and ended his day meditating on the word of God. And he meditated according to Joshua 1, 8. He meditated to observe, to do. He met, hallelujah. You, yes, you take the word of God. You take whatever that circumstance is, whatever that situation is, you take the word of God. What does God say about it? You shall live and not die. Glory to God. God. You can put it on a three by five card. Do whatever you got to do. But it lets us know, he says in Psalm 63, early will I seek you. He's not looking at the circumstances. He says, I'm going to seek you. Mm -mm -mm. And I, my soul thirsts after you in the morning, early in the morning. I'm going to meditate on you. I'm, I'm seeking you. And he's doing it. He says, to see your power and your glory. To, so he is seeking God to observe. You, you're seeking, you're meditating on the word of God to observe. You see yourself in the word. You see the word happening. The spirit of God will give you these pictures. You know, if you don't do that, you're going to get some other pictures that are not coming from God. You're going to see your loved one deteriorating. You'll see it going from bad to worse. You'll see, you'll see the negativity of that, of that cancer diagnosis. Oh, I'm going to die. You see yourself. You see your kid in a car. You see, you see, you know, cars hitting it, a truck coming out. Oh, the enemy will send you those mental pictures. You've got to reject them because if you receive them and you form that expectation, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Oh my goodness, you provide the platform for it to, to occur. Are you getting this? So he has to see something different. And the truth of the matter is, even while he was in the wilderness, God, see, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And the Bible tells us that the thoughts of God for your deliverance, the thoughts of God 
of, of shalom for you are more than can be numbered. He has so many ways to deliver you out of circumstances. They are more than you can number. Praise God. So of all the possible outcomes, why default to the worst possible one? You can't do that. Not and be victorious. You have, And you have to be disciplined. A disciple is disciplined. A disciple of Jesus Christ is disciplined. Hallelujah. We have to implement these principles, people, in order to triumph. And I, I, I know it was intentional, but God, God did this intentionally so we would have a type of blueprint. This man is in a wilderness with all this stuff coming at him, coming against him, people seeking to slay him, to kill him, take his life. He's on the run, but he's in zip. Hallelujah. The anointing was flowing. And God did not allow Saul and his men to take David's life. There was an anointing. There was a protection. And it can, and, and, and David saw something. Can you, can you see God delivering you out of that difficulty? Can you see it? Can you see God, hallelujah, altering your circumstances? Can you see God doing what he said he would do in his word? Because he said, and that's what David did, Psalm 63. He said, I am meditating to see your power and your glory even in this situation. Yes, yes. And he says, and he starts to decree and declare. So you got to speak some things. He started to decree and declare. He, he, he didn't say, oh God, where are you? God, I don't know why this is happening to me. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, it was a, a, a horrible place to be. But you know what he says? He said, God, your loving kindness is better than life. He says, my lips shall praise thee. I, I bless you. I lift up my hands into your, to your name, Lord God. Your loving kindness is better than life itself. You are good. God, you are good. Your mercy endures forever. In the midst of that difficulty, hallelujah, he had seen something. He saw, he saw, he, he saw that he would be delivered. And you know, what was so, so amazing is that he spoke what he saw. He spoke because he says down here, he says, mm -mm -mm. those that seek after me, those that seek my soul, they're going to fall by the sword. They're, they're going to, it's not going to work. They're going to fall by the sword. See, there are things that he had seen. He saw that his enemies would not triumph over him. He saw it in the wilderness. Glory to God. And see, if you look at 1 Samuel 23, first he's in this place called Zip. And then Saul tries to come after him. Lord Jesus. And he even, he, he meets with Jonathan and even Jonathan tells him, oh my goodness. In verse 17, 1 Samuel 23, 23, 17, he says, fear not for the hand of Saul, my father shall not find you and you'll be king over Israel and I'll be next to you. And my father knows that also, you know, so he got that confession even out of, of, of Saul's son, Jonathan, right? But still, you know, David was still on the run. Lord have mercy. Because he ends up going, he ends up going um, to another place. Look at 1 Samuel 23, 24. He said, they arose because the king was still hunting them down. 
And they went to Ziph before Saul. Okay. Saul finds out that David was in Ziph. So Saul arises and then goes after David in Ziph. But according to 1 Samuel 23, verse 24, it says, but David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the plain on the south of Jeshimon. Now, so he had gone from Ziph to Maon. And you know what Maon means? Maon means habitation. It means dwelling. Glory to God. So again, we have David who's meditating on God day and night. We see again in Psalm 63, he says, oh my, verse five, he says, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. He's praising God with joyful lips at a time when the enemy was in hot pursuit after him. Um, you go to a different place. You're able to enter into the realm of the spirit. You're, en- you're able to enter into the secret place of the most high God. You're able through, through that meditation. Because look, it lets us know this. Verse six, he says, Psalm 63, verse six. David says, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. So he's not up in a panic, fearful over these things that he is up against. He is meditating on God, on the attributes of God, on the promises of God. And he meditates. He gets himself quiet before God. And he meditates to see, to see God's power and God's glory, to see the attributes at work in his life. You have to work the principles of the word of God. It requires some discipline because he had 600 men with him. You know, and we know that there were times when the men with him would complain. They would, they'd be up against him. They'd be yelling. They, they'd have all kinds of, 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 of challenges. He faced all kinds of challenges with these men. And he knew that his salvation, what would make for his deliverance, that which would orchestrate his turnaround required that he come before God, get in the spirit, come before God and allow the spirit of God to minister to him and to show him the truth of the word of God activated in his life. He saw it before he saw it. He saw it before it it materialized. He saw it in the realm of the spirit before it became material. He saw it in its spiritual existence before he saw it in the material existence. Are you understanding this? Glory to God. Because he says, I I remember you on my night watches. And he says, because you've been my help. Therefore, he says, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. 
I will rejoice in the shadow of your of your wings. I will rejoice. Glory to God. So he is in the, he, now he says, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. I just told you he was in a place called Maon. The name Maon means habitation. It means dwelling. And you know, some of you know where I'm going because Psalm 91, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, we're talking about uh, the secret place. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Hallelujah. He, he says in verse four, Psalm 91, four, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. Are you understanding this? And in Psalm 63, he says, mm -mm -mm. in the shadow of your wings, I rejoice. He was, oh God, the secret place. You, we must do that. And medit by meditating in the word of God, hallelujah, it ushers you into the holy of holies, the secret place. There is a place in God. It's like being placed in the cleft of the rock as, as God placed Moses in the cleft of the rock. That rock was Christ, but he's in, he's secreted, he's sheltered, he's, and God will do the same for you. And in that place, the Holy Spirit will show you things. He will show you things to come. The New Testament tells us that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Woo! It's the truth. And you receive it. And when, you, when you're in that place and you're shown these things, your heart is just so full. And you, you start to, re you just rejoice. You start to thank God. You are dancing in advance. You're praising God for what you know. You know in your knower, you know in your spirit. It's going to be all right. God's got this. He's going to turn this around. I shall live and not die. Hallelujah. God's got the answer for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's got deliverance for me. This too shall pass. God's going to turn this around. And that expectation becomes your destination. Are you receiving something today? I this It is just a truth. It is awesome. So he goes to Maon. He goes from Zith, where the anointing is flowing. He goes to Maon, which means his habitation, his dwelling place. And we see how he gets there. He, we see him doing that physically, and we see him accomplishing it spiritually. He lets us know in Psalm 63 what he was doing while he was in the wilderness and all of this, all of this hell seemed to be coming against him. He allowed the anointing to flow. He kept himself in the secret place of the most high. This is something that you must do. You have to stop saying, I'm just a warrior. I can't help it. You can help it. That you can dwell in the secret place of the most high. Glory to God. You can abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I, I will tell you something. You see, when you are in the presence of God, you take, you take yourself out of the 
five sense three-dimensional realm. And you are now in a place where there is no time, there is no space. Do you understand? Which means you you're you're now in the place of the miraculous, where where miracles can occur. If you allow yourself to be to be defined and to be moved and to be convinced solely by the five sense three-dimensional realm then yeah you're gonna you're gonna have to wait yeah you're, you're, you're going to be subject to the five sense three-dimension but I'm telling you the spiritual came first we're talking about God who spoke matter into existence from the realm of the spirit. He spoke and then matter appeared. So there is a realm beyond the material realm, which is superior. And in that place, the miraculous happens. It's not subject to time or space. You got to get this. Why am I? I'm spending this time because, hallelujah, I have personally been the recipient of just the, the healing hand of Almighty God. I gave that testimony. I am not exaggerating. It is not a lie. And I, Having experienced that type of deliverance and understanding what it is you know, to, to, to meditate in the word of God, to take the time to just, not just quote a scripture, but to meditate, to see God move in my life, even in the realm of the spirit, and to witness that excruciating pain from my back and my hip and that thing that wanted to just cripple my, and it's happened to so many family members. And they've told us that this, um, I didn't even want to name it, that degenerative disc disease is something that's supposed to haunt, you know, that's supposed to visit, you know, people in my lineage and all that kind of, and to witness that, Thing just depart and to hallelujah I, I have to share it these are principles from the living word of God hallelujah and when you thank you Jesus David got it and it's recorded in the word now you've got a choice you can choose to continue to say, oh, it's going to go from bad to worse. Oh, it's going, to, it's going to take 10 years for this to heal. It's going to take 20 years for that to happen. You're limiting God. Don't do that. Enter, just meditate. Believe God. See your loved ones healed. See them whole. See them running again. See, 
see yourself whole. Put up pictures of yourself when, you know, at a time when you were in a better shape than you are. Whatever that. But seriously, that is what David did. It is a principle that your expectation is your destination. What you expect is what's going to show up. So, so David had a different expectation. He was in this, a place where the anointing was flowing. And as much as Saul tried to come against him, he could not be delivered into Saul's hand because the anointing of God, the power of God, hallelujah, was protecting him. He went from Ziph to Maon. Maon is dwelling place. It is habitation. He made God his dwelling place, his habitation. Glory to God. And from Maon, according to 1 Samuel 23, he went to this place in verse 29. He went and dwelt in the strongholds of Engedi, E-N-G-E-D-I. Now to, again, outwardly, it look, he's on the run again. Oh, he's, he's fleeing for his life. Oh, this is terrible. It's only a matter of time. In fact, when he was at Engedi, E-N-G-E-D-I, Bible says that Saul and his men had him surrounded. He was surrounded. And look, verse 26, 1 Samuel 23, 26. It says, David made haste to get away for fear of Saul, for Saul and his men compassed David and his men round about to take them. They were surrounded. How are we going to get out of this? I hear you, Janice, but you don't understand my situation. There's just no way out. How are we going to get out of this? I'm telling God's thoughts towards you are thoughts of shalom, thoughts of salvation, thoughts of deliverance, thoughts of healing, thoughts of rescue, thoughts of safety. They are more than can be numbered. He's got ways that are above your our ways. Hallelujah. And because it, it tells us there that there that this young lad came up to Saul and said, hey, uh, King Saul, the Philistines have come to invade. So when it, just when it looked like Saul had him, he called off the troops. He says, oh, I'll deal with David later and left. I think God had him. And David was in a place called Enjedi. You know what that means? It means the the fountain of the kid, K-I-D, which is talking about like a baby goat. He, he makes your feet like hind's feet. It also means oasis. Oasis. So hallelujah. So even in the most desperate place, when it looks like you're surrounded, you there's no way out. Uh, you get in the presence of God. You will see that he's got you in an oasis. He's got you. He'll turn it around. I'm telling you. It's a different way of living. And David was able, hallelujah, to continue to believe God, to trust God, to, to have his expectation of deliverance materialize because he meditated day and night. He took the word and focused on the word more than on the pursuit of Saul. Yeah, he moved. He, he took action to move. He meditated to observe, to do. Meditate, observe, and do. Amen. So, yes, he moved, but he moved into an oasis. He was in the anointing. 
Hallelujah. He had the secret place. He had made God his habitation, his dwelling, and he was taken to an oasis. I'm telling you, God was showing him things. I've got you. This shall turn. This shall turn. To Hallelujah. This shall turn. I will overturn it. This shall turn around. That, are you understanding this? It's a, it's a different way of life. And that is the life of the believer. Praise God. I've got to, I've got to put a, a pin in it right now, but we can take it up. And the next time I, I, by God's grace, I will be able to explain how and, and provide further assistance on how one actually implements the type of meditation David is talking about in Psalm 63. Praise God. He says, the king, he says, I'm going to rejoice in God. Hallelujah. Everyone that swears by God, everyone for whom God is their source shall glory. But the enemies, their mouths shall be stopped. They're going to go down. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. So I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Let me pray over these prayer requests. But you, we have to understand this principle and get out of just resigning ourselves to all of the negativity. You understand? Utilize the bookends of your day and make sure that you keep, you maintain an expectation that is consistent with God's. Amen. Woo, praise God. I hope you learned something today. God is good. I tell you, but it's the truth. I, I've experienced it and will yet continue to experience it. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this word. We thank you for revealing the revelations from your word for us. It's not just information. It is indeed revelation. These are words to live by. And I speak life into the lives of all under the sound of my voice. For them in their houses, I speak life to them. They shall live and not die. Hallelujah. Their finances shall live and not die. Their bodies shall live and not die. Their expectations shall live. Their godly expectations shall live. They shall come to pass in Jesus' name. And we lift up, Lord God, the families that are grieving the losses of all different types, losses from COVID. There are those, Lord Jesus, whose lives have, have um, ended, that they've made their transition. They've gone on, to, on into eternity even as a result of COVID. And we pray for those families left behind, Father God. We pray for their comfort. We pray, Father God, mm -mm -mm, that for that trouble, that they be returned double. Oh, goodness. We know that there are others, even people like Job, who, who, who witness his children leave, go transition. We serve a God who's able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think. I prayed, Father, for a turnaround of that, of that tragedy and out of the tragedy, let something good, something positive come. I pray for the comfort, the comfort that only comes by the Holy Spirit to be a comfort to those families in Jesus' mighty name. And I lift up Emily's family as well, but there is a comforter, the comfort of the Holy Spirit to be with the families of the bereaved, even now, however the, it, it occurred, even uh, the, those that are others who are involved in um, this violence and shooting, uh, stabbing, and, and both individuals died. Father, I, I, I just pray. I pray, Father God, 
for comfort for the remaining families and for a change and for a turnaround, an, an end to the senseless violence in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that for a newfound respect and love for, for one another in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, I pray even for those, even as this world continues to, to address and deal with this pandemic, we pray it away. We pray this scourge, this pandemic away in Jesus' mighty name. We pray for a cessation of that virus in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, hallelujah. We believe you are able. We pray, Father. We intercede on behalf of this nation and even on behalf of the world. Hallelujah. That that scourge, that virus, that it go, it shrivel up and go. Go in Jesus' mighty name. Be gone. Corona by whatever name. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus is above that name. And at the name of Jesus, we command it to bow and go in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray for wisdom. We pray for wisdom for individuals. Praise God. Hallelujah. That, that, that they do what is correct. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we pray for an exiting of that virus. And as it is exiting, hallelujah, that, that people respect other people and love them enough to provide the distance as that virus is leaving. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, Father, Father, Father. We pray, Father God, even for Myra, for her continued healing. We pray for her healing from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Father God, you, you healed people, women with the issue of blood who've been that way for many years. You've healed people in a way for 38 years and you've healed them instantly. We believe you, Lord God, for healing from Myra, healing of the concussions, the migraines, and all of those symptoms. Hallelujah. I, I pray that she be better, that her brain function better than ever before, that, that the, the neurons in her brain, hallelujah, that they operate better than ever before. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for her complete healing from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. I thank you, Father, that there be that she won't even look like what she's been through. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, beautify her life with salvation, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for Celeste Santos, Father. We pray for her healing in Jesus' name, healing even of Parkinson's in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, for the appropriate care. Thank you, Father, because you've got individuals who come alongside. We pray for compassionate people. To, to be raised up, to attend to her with the utmost care in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Anyone who is who doesn't care and is just about a paycheck, let them not come near her in Jesus' name. But Father, I thank you for sending forth wonderful, beautiful, loving people who will care for her beautifully. I thank you, Father. They'll just be attracted to her and they will just show her kindness and treat her with dignity and respect. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. We lift up Sister Steph, Lord God, for healing for her entire body. We speak to thyroids. We rebuke lethargy in Jesus' mighty name. We command every bodily function to operate properly in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We lift up Vivian, Vicki, and Ava and Monica. Thank you, Father. We see them healed in Jesus' name. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. I thank you, Father, for the healing virtue of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That it just courses through their bodies, Lord God, effectuating healing and a cure in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And so similarly, we, we lift up Malik. Thank you, Father, that there's we pass no judgment. You said it is the goodness of God that leads men to salvation. We pray for his healing of his, of his digestive system. Jesus' mighty name. May he witness the good hand of God, the healing virtue of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray that he commit his life to, to Christ. We pray for his deliverance from alcoholism and any other addictive behaviors in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We pray for those who've been impacted by flooding and by the storms, by Ida. We, we pray, Father, for your mercy, for your mercy, your grace to help in time of need. We, we pray, Father, for individuals to come alongside. We pray, Father, for you to turn their circumstances around and what the enemy meant for evil, that it be turned around to good in Jesus' name. We pray for appropriate housing. We pray for needs to be met in Jesus' name. We pray for rebuilding bigger and better, stronger and better, Father, in Jesus' name, what the enemy meant for evil. Or we pray that it be turned around for good for your glory, Lord God. Let them see the hand of God and glorify you, Lord God, for what you're doing in their lives. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. We thank you that you're the repairer of the breach where things have been breached. We thank you, Father, that you're the repairer of the breach. Hallelujah. Give them new paths to dwell in. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray the same over the over the uh, Haiti, the nation of Haiti, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for turnaround, for building up that, that nation. We pray that they turn their hearts towards you. And as they turn their hearts towards you, Hallelujah, Father. I thank you for the turnaround of that nation, that it be better, bigger, and better than ever before in Jesus' name. We pray for the situation in Afghanistan, and we're so grateful, Father, that you've called us to be intercessors. Hallelujah, because we see your hand and your glory. We pray for our sisters and brothers who are yet in Afghanistan, the Christians there. We pray for their protection. Hallelujah. Let May they dwell under the secret place of the Most High God, even as you preserve David from the hand of Saul. So, Lord God, preserve the, those in Afghanistan, our Christian brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Preserve them that they not face hurt, harm, or danger in Jesus' mighty name. We rebuke and come against in foul spirits, spirits of murder, murderous spirits. We rebuke you. We, we 
We halt those operations. We disband them. We discomfit every strategy, every plot against them in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. They shall fall down. Hallelujah. By the sword. They, in, in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father, for their preservation, for their very lives. In the matchless name of Jesus, they shall live and not die. They shall live and not die. We pray, Father, for, for making a way for them to escape, for them to come, to leave the country, come to the United States or whatever. And, and, and if the spirit of God, if, you, if, their, if their assignment is to remain there, we pray their protection in the matchless name of Jesus. Just send chariots of fire to surround them, Lord God. Let them know that there are more that be with, with them. Hallelujah. There are more that be with our Christian brothers and sisters than those that be without. <laughs> In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There are more with them. In Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. And we pray, Father, for uh, Tanya's a daughter, Berdella, Lord God, that she exercise wisdom and do that which is right for her family. In Jesus' matchless name, we pray protection over them, Father, by, by the blood of the Lamb. Keep them protected from any hurt, harm, or danger. Hallelujah. As the virus is exiting, let it not come near her dwelling. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray for their protection and for the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that they that they ex receive the deliverance that you, you're providing in Jesus' name. We pray for our sister Harriet as well. We, we pray, Father God, hallelujah, for her continued healing, her healing, that she maintained the healing that she has obtained in Jesus' matchless name. We see her healed and well. It is shalom with her in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, that by the power of the Spirit of God, it be revealed that the situation with the sump pump, that that be remedied, that she not experience flooding or any that, that it is well that her basement is dry, that her, her, her property is sound and secure in Jesus' name. I thank you that you reveal the challenge with the sump pump, that it be fixed in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we, we lift up Eloise, Lord God, for her deliverance, for healing of her mind. We rebuke dementia and all of its manifestations, and we decree and declare that she is healed. And according to Nahum 1.9, this affliction shall arise again, shall no more. It shall not arise a second time. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father, for hearing and for answering our prayers. Hallelujah. We believe you have heard us. And because we believe you've heard us, we believe we have the petitions that we have asked of you. And for that, we just give you praise, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, um, for visiting with us today. And if you'd like to be a blessing to Triumph in Christ, you certainly can do so. You can write to Triumph in Christ, P.O. Box 66385, Washington, D.C., 20035. Triumph in Christ, 66385, Washington, D.C., 20035. You can also go to the website, jdsministries.org. Click on the donate button and you can give a secure donation. 
can also use Cash App with dollar sign JDS, as in Janice Davis Steele, JDS Triumph, T-R-I-U-M-P-H. Thanks again. God bless you. Amen.